Great high school comedies center on instantly endearing characters, and Roniel Tesler's ATX TV Fest fellowship-winning pilot, Husky, stars Jordan, who subversively challenges the tropes of the gay best friend in a way that is 90% hilarious and 10% heartbreaking. Please enjoy today's script, Husky. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Wait for it. Wait for it. Sorry, I was watching the video. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, my name is Jeff Graham. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a show where we read Hollywood's hottest unproduced pilots and features. I gotta quickly shout out Rihanna. This yes. is a new song that she has of yeah. NERD. Is that her? They're dancing? That's I don't not think so. No. I don't think so. That's but I love answer. her. You said that so white boy. Rihanna. <laughs> I got a shout out, Rihanna. He's from Wisconsin. Did you know she, I'm from Cleveland, first of all. They're not all the same thing. Second of all, she True. says Rihanna. Does oh, interviews? Yeah. With it, but but oh. she also has a, her accent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say... I mean, I think it is Rihanna, but... Yeah. yeah. Just the way you said it was Rihanna. That's just, I mean... Got a I'm shout out, Rihanna. I think everyone says Rihanna, and I don't think she cares, but yeah. I I'm pretty sure Kalinowski cares the most about yeah. how it's pronounced. <laughs> Mike's like, like you and I are just like. Mike's like, who are you guys talking about? Is she a singer? <laughs> I didn't know. I did. I, I know who she is, but I was, I was more. I know who she I, is. I was with the dancing. I was up with the dancing. There. I was like, oh my god. Um, can you twerk, me? Mike? For can sure I? He can. Is that even a question? Um, yes, it is. Mike of course, totally I can. Twerk. You kidding me? Come on now. Uh, guys, welcome to the Unproduced Table Read. For those tuning in for the first time, you're probably scratching your head, but this is a show where we read Hollywood's hottest unproduced pilots and features. We're reading a script about a very precocious, um, kind of self-confident young gay high schooler, and I figured this would be the kind of song that he would really, really like. Yes. So I wanted to open with that. Um, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. I have a cast of amazing co-panelists that I would love to introduce themselves and the parts that they'll be playing on today's show. What's up, everybody? I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike, and I have the fabulous pleasure of reading Jordan today. Hey, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Mike Kalinowski. Find me at Mike Kalinowski. Today I'm reading Sid, Boy 2, Principal of, Boss, and Toby. Hi, guys. I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow, and I'm reading for Debbie and Stephanie and various other characters. Everybody, I'm Andrew Guy. You can find me online at Andrew Guy, and I'll be reading Brandon, Aaron, and a bunch of other characters <laughs> as well. Am I supposed to do the bunch of other characters thing? I always name all of them. I think you, if can you have to do... list. Do the list. All right. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. I'm just really going to go for it. I'm Roxy Stryer. I'll be reading for Allie, photographer, group one, teacher, meditation guide, Christian girl, Bridget, and Graham. Amazing. And guys, I also will be reading for Shelly today, so um, making another yeah, acting Shelley. appearance. Hey. Everyone brace yourselves. Um, <laughs> so we're reading a script. We actually have our writer calling in, a wonderful writer named Ronniel Tesler. Um, he's based in Maryland, um, but Ronniel, we're very excited to have you on the phone. I think you will be with us. Uh, I think you're watching right now, and you'll be with us in about 30 Hello minutes. Hello there. Hello. Um, so we're excited to have Hello, you. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Um, this script, I think, we've read another high school comedy on the show. We read a script called Hot Geek about three and a half months ago. Oh, yeah. But I think that script was sort of doing the same thing that this script was doing in a different way, um, which is kind of subverting the expectations of what a traditional high school comedy is. Um, the central character of this pilot is, I think, not someone we would typically see in the lead role of a high school comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's often someone who would be on the side, kind of cracking funny jokes at the cafeteria, like in the cafeteria. Yeah. So, um, yeah. this script actually did win an ATX TV Fest Fellowship um, Award, which scripts like Civil Unrest and Ramona and Locals Only are also mm-hmm. winners of that award as well. So we're excited to have it. And um, we're excited to get Ronnie on the phone after this read. So I think with, uh, without further ado, guys, we should just go ahead and dive right in. 
This is The Pilot to Husky, written by Ronnie L. Tesler. Cold open. Interior, Jordan's basement, night. A circle of five heads, babysitter's club style, lays on the floor with avocado face masks and cucumber eyes. Jordan, 14, chubby, fabulous, and living in a film starring Jordan, raises his phone to take a pic. He peels off the cucumbers to take the shot. Okay, I'm taking it. He puts the cucumber back. Cheesers. They make funny faces. Jordan peels off a cucumber. Miriam, can you just smile? She does. No teeth. She closes her mouth, and he places the cucumber back. Cheesers. He takes the pic. Oh, my God. Did you guys see what Adam posted on Instagram? What? One of those hoverboards, and he's shirtless. And you can see his bony bones. Like, look how cool. I'm such a punk. Jordan, do not get a hoverboard. Do not. Um, no, thank you. Uh, guys, I'm really excited for high school. Oh, my God. Me tours. It's going to be just like middle school, but better. Like, we're all going to be, like, together, but better. Like, the five of us will, like, rule the halls. <laughs> Who are you? you? You sound like a diva. Our happiness <laughs> is determined not by our circumstance, but by our dispositions. Or whatever. If you keep quoting... Martha Washington. I think I'm going to name my daughter Martha. You're so weird. It's getting late, you guys. Okay. They share a moment of zen. Can we promise to keep spa nights a thing? I'm really afraid high school is going to change us, and before you know it, ugh, I can't. I, I can't. Hello. Can we? Can we? Hello. <laughs> yes. yes. Obviously. And end Born This Way brunch, and bitch, I'm Madonna Second Mondays, and slay, yes, queen, slay, crop top, Beyonce, third Tuesday, slay. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Queen. A phone timer beeps. <laughs> Simultaneously, they take their cucumbers off and raise mirrors above their heads. Jordan stares into the mirror and a green mess of avocado on his chubby face. Freshers. End cold open. <laughs> Act one. Exterior Potomac, Maryland, morning. Manicured lawns, minivans, and beautiful strip malls. A suburban paradise. Interior Jordan's bedroom, continuous. Pop stars, TV posters, and emojis adorn his walls. A glittered fishbowl with goldfish, with his goldfish, Goldie Han, swimming. <laughs> a Shamir on the regular vibe. Jordan sits on his bed. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome to my life. Day 1050. First day of high school. What? What? Thank you all for the amazing comments and I promise to keep you posted about all of the happenings which will be major for sure. So today my task for you, <laughs> really my question, what are you excited for? What are you scared of? You know, because I promise I still get scared. For real. Like, being confident did not come easy. I promise. Look, I'm not getting to be, I'm not going to be a size two. A kid can dream, right? But no, really. Is she going to think I'm cool? Is he these are questions. Like, what would actually happen if J and B uncoupled, you know? Okay, write me, snap me, you know the drill, and we will discuss. Signing off, Jordan, yes! He has <laughs> he has five subscribers. Jordan closes the computer and he jumps and stares at a mirror. Time to get your life. Jordan poses and dances in garish outfits during... Jordan, yes, Vogue, Slay, self-righteous and entitled, but they swear in on the Bible that they love you when really they know different from your rivals, but I still don't wish death on them. I just reflect on them. Woo! <laughs> He watches the Snapchat of Freakana, 20s pop star. She wears an octopus as a hat with the tentacles moving. Be the aberration you wish to see in the world. I love you all, you little freaks. Don't let the normal ones in. Fra! Jordan settles on a matching green sweatshirt sweatpant combo, and he sees a photo of himself at the beach. He's chubby and alone while other kids play nearby. Flashback, beach. Jordan, 10 years old, takes his shirt off as ADH Kid comes racing by. Lover boy. He runs away, screaming like a maniac. Back to present day. 
Basic alert. Grams, his glamorous grandmother, sits on the bed. Grams! Like a basic forest green crayon. Uh, crayon point. I never needed to be like as much as you kids. That's because you were too busy being hungry. Thank you for reminding me of 1929. That was fun. <laughs> I'm nervous, Grams. Oh, sweetie. You're cute. You've got pizzazz. And you're a flaming homosexual. <laughs> and I mean Hindenburg... Hot, which means you've got lots of friends. And by that, I mean girls who won't shut up about pretty little liars. Oh, I do love my girls. I'm so glad I can see you even though you're dead. Me too. <laughs> he gives her a kiss on the cheek. And can we keep the Hindenburg on the DL with mommers and poppers? Like, no putting ideas in there, dreams or whatever you deceased do. I don't think they know and I want to tell them eventually. You're gay from space. <laughs> Jordan gives her a look. Okay, okay. He exits. Knock him dead. She laughs at the irony. <laughs> Interior kitchen continuous. Ta-da! Debbie, 45, plain chubby, is making scrambled eggs. Sid, her husband, 40s, lanky, nerdy, eats at the table. She stares at Jordan like he's deranged. Oh, f- Come on. Bring it in. Honey. But look at my little evergreen. I'm actually <laughs> feeling more haircut vert. Debbie gives him a look. It's 2016, Deb. If the kid wants to be a green vegetable, the only reason I had the balls to start my own coaching business was because I started owning my truth. (laughs) Jordan, I know how important it is for you to be your own person. Oh my gosh, Mom. No one says person anymore. It's really human specific. (sighs) Creation. (laughs) But remember what happened last year on picture day? Flashback, school auditorium. Jordan, 13, waits to get his picture taken. A boy sits in the front of a fake nature background. Say cheese. Cheese. Next. Jordan sashays his way to his seat. He unzips his jacket, revealing a glittered shirt that accentuates his rolls. Cheesers. A group of boys stare, not knowing what to make of him. <laughs> Look at his boobs. Jordan hears them and is crushed. Back to present day. You cried for days, and then you made me buy you a training bra. Yeah, but high school is different. Haven't you been watching, like, all the media? It gets better. We're supposed to be just, we're supposed to just be ourselves now. And like Frikana says, the more fabulous you are, the more you win. Your Snapchat friend? Oh, my God, Mom. We're not friends. We don't even know each other. I just revolve my life around her. I think someone's at edge because it's their first day of school, too. I'm just trying to make sure you don't get hurt. But, yes, it, it is exciting, right? You're going to be an amazing social worker, sweetheart. Thanks. <laughs> well, la-di-da-da-doobie. You guys have your first day of school, and I've got an account that's going to make you even more cool. Yeah. Yeah, Dad. I'm going to make all the money to support my family. Okay, Zubas are doing okay, KK. And not the way supremacist kind of I'm feeling a family moment. <laughs> Freshers. Freshers. <laughs> Exterior Churchill High School morning. Jordan surveys the scene with wonder. Hordes of kids in principal love. 30s, male or female, greeting students. No, nope, nope, no, in your dreams. Snatching phones from kids. Just be the best version of yourself. Love you, mommers. Jordan whips out his phone. As I marched towards my destiny, I had no idea that the next four years would bring the emotional climaxes and soul-searching nights that would shape the thing I am today. (laughs) Kid number one stares at him. After years of struggling to fit in, high school would give me the opportunity to to become my own creation, to be accepted for the brightness of my discontent. That doesn't even make sense. Interior Churchill High School continuous. Steph! Stephanie sits in a wheelchair. They hug. What's with the chase? I brought it from my grandpa. Dress cold, no? Oh my god. 
Brian Bradal walks the hall. So hot, so hot, so hot. <laughs> she purposely drops her books and he picks them up. Oh, sorry, stupid wheelchair. If only I could walk. He leaves. Shelly, actually wheelchair bound, eyes her angrily, and Stephanie gives her a get lost look. I've been stalking him since third grade. We shared a pet ed and he tweeted about it, which was just so meta it made my heart melt. Oh, I liked third grade. Those maps and legend things. Cursive. Cursive? I don't know. I heard it's something I should know. Mm. Oh, Steph, look at everybody, weirdos. A group of weird boys staring at the sky. The avocados are coming. <laughs> they scream and disperse. Best friends. A group of friends absorbed in their phones. Oh, adolescent Christians. A circle of Christians split into two groups. We, we love, love Jesus. Jesus. Yes, we, we do. do. We love Jesus. How about you? Glee clubbers. A group of glee kids harmonize. You're all doing it wrong. I am the best. Leah is such a bitch. Everyone's just being themselves. No more bullying. No more blubber boy. This is high school and I'm going to be the most popular, most fabulous. The opening notes of Aura by Lady Gaga cut him off. What the? Everyone looks at Brandon Donegan, fierce and fabulous, leading a pack of gays, wearing harem, pa- wearing harem pants and a niqab, and strutting with his wireless boombox like a fucking star. Who is that? The most fabulous one wins. <laughs> End act one. <laughs> act two. Interior law offices morning. Sid stands in a circle of lawyers. He leads them in a mouth-buzzing exercise, and they sound like a swarm of angry wasps. Very good. Now that we're all warmed up, the next part is to put the words we're holding, put into words what's holding us back. If we don't recognize their insecurities, if we don't pry open the window of the cell where our captor's holding us, feeding us chicken bones... I mean, just like wings, there's literally no meat on there. And if we can't free ourselves of that, then we can. Then what can we truly accomplish? Phyllis? I'm, I'm Megan. Phyllis, I want you to shout out the thing that's stopping you from going out there with what you want in your life. Ready? Just go for it. Shout it out. Megan hesitates. Come on. Close your eyes. First thing, go. My boss. Everyone is alarmed. Her boss, suddenly attentive. Good. What is it about your boss? Come on, Phyllis. He's micromanaging. And? Overbearing. And? And he makes me go to the office happy hour even though all I want to do is go home. Why does any of you want to spend more time at work after work with their coworkers? It doesn't make any sense. Very, very good. Sid, sorry to interrupt. Megan, can I fire you? I mean, mean speak to you (laughs) just for a second. Megan Megan exits nervously behind him. All right. Who's next? Interior Churchill High School, same time. A bell rings. Jordan exits a classroom with other students reading a piece of paper. Ugh, why is there homework on the first day of school? He spots the group of gays. This is his chance. Step uno, get into the coolest club in school. The gay club. Hey, losers, hey! Just kidding. I'm Jordan. Nice to meet you. You guys are looking fly. Oh, love this. They just want him to go away. Can you believe they gave us homework? <laughs> Ill, right? Oh my god, look at Brandon's Instagram. He's such a good photographer. He shows them. It's a picture of a leaf, and it has 500 likes. No phones, guys. Motions for the phone. If I see it again, iPhone becomes my phone. Oh, love this. Kermit chic. Not exactly the compliment he was looking for. By the way, I know it's cool to stick to social group for, for, for four years to become indistinguishable like a pack of 90s girl bands, but there is a new student hangout after school in the gym. Don't get too excited, but you might, you know, you might meet some new people. A teacher walks up to Principal Love. There's a student live streaming from the girls' locker room. They quickly leave. So, like, what do you guys want to do after school? They walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you later, BFFs. <laughs> or is it BFFs? 
Whatever, bye. <laughs> Interior, University of Maryland, same time. Debbie settles into a drab lecture hall with other students. Professor Metlaff, 50s, odd as hell, enters at the front. He stands silently, ready to speak. Hierarchies, caste systems, high school cliques. Welcome to human behavior and the social environment. Can we get a round of applause? The students clap half-heartedly. That's right, we're clapping for ourselves, for our goals. Everyone out there thinks social work is just poor man psychiatry, but I'm here to tell you you are more than just a poor man psychiatrist. You are a poor man's only hope because they can't afford a psychiatrist. <laughs> we are beacons for millions with nowhere to turn and nowhere to go. Welcome. <laughs> Exterior, University of Maryland, afternoon. Debbie approaches Bridget, 30s on a bench and eating lunch. Mind if I sit? Mm, sorry, of, of course. I'm Debbie. Mm, nice to meet you, sexy sister. Mm. I'm Bridget. Oh, tuna. Yeah, I love tuna. Me too. Nah. <laughs> See what I did? Mm-hmm. But actually, can you turn like turn your body oh. like a dying child? <laughs> yes. No. Sorry, is that better? <clears throat> Thanks, baby. So, what's your journey? You mean... Oh, uh, well, let's see. I'm 45. I'm married with a kid. His name is Jordan. He actually wants me to call him it because he identifies as an object, but sue me. <laughs> uh, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 14 years, but I just, I think I've got more to accomplish. What about you? Look at us. Two peas in a pod. Two kids, two. Stay-at-home mom for 18 years. Penelope and Gerblaine. <laughs> ah, Penelope and, Ger- I'm sorry, I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. Gerblaine. Gerblaine. Jerblaine. Got it. <clears throat> mm. And yeah, I, I guess, yeah, it was time for a change. It feels weird though, right? What does? This. We're so old. Oh, I take it this ain't your first. Masters? Uh, isn't it everybody's? Oh, it's mine. That's for damn sure. See those people over there, though? She points to a group of 40-somethings, including Toby, 40s, a beautiful Stepford wife in, blonde, in that blonde hair, blue-eyed kind of way. Each of them has three. Three? I know. What I'd give to be in that group. My greatest accomplishment this year was learning what a queef was. Had no idea the body could even do that. (laughs) Well, everyone's journey is different. Debbie eyes the cool kids enviously. Interior Sid's car, same time. Sid drives in his compact car, listening to a meditation on Bluetooth. His body reacts to the following. Your spine is a stack of gold coins. Stacked... Piece by piece, your arms flexible and gooey like taffy. Your jaw relaxed, we flutter your eyes, shut like a flower folding its petals after the sun has set and kissed its rays. The car veers to the side and shakes it up. Not the smartest thing to do, Sid. He turns it off. Just then his Bluetooth rings. He answers. Life Possibility Coaching by Sid. All right, Sid, this is uh, Gary from Tannen in Oppenheim. Thank you for coming by today. Gary, my pleasure. you got some employees itching to be set free. You're right, listen, uh, I want to call you and thank you, but also let you know that we won't be needing you the rest of, well, thank you too. Sid, I don't think, Gary, <laughs> that's the sweetest you can, sweet of you to call. I think we're talking at the same time now. What I was saying was <laughs> that we really won't be needing, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, Sid, you're breaking up. No, we won't need up. Yeah, yeah, it's really cutting out. Try to call it back late. Sid, bye. Sid? Sid? (laughs) Sid tears up. Interior Churchill lunchroom afternoon. Jordan holds a tray and stares at the room. He eyes the nerds, jocks, and Brandon, still wearing a niqab, with the gaze. He takes a step towards Brandon's table, 
but stops. I will awkwardly stare at different social groups deciding where to sit. <laughs> he struts toward a fairly simple table. Someone backs into him, and he almost spills his tray, but regains control. Ah, cliche averted. He sits. Hey, first day of school, hey. A gross kid sneaks a booger and eats it. I am fabulous, I am fabulous, I am fabulous. Susanna, Miriam, and Allie walk in, and Stephanie rolls. Guys! So, Martha Washington, how's it going? Uh, I'm so glad you guys are here. Morgan, 14, walks over. I think that's Adrian. Hey, Susanna. Morgan, guys, this is Morgan. She's in my algebra class, and she's friends on Snapchat with a guy whose cousin plays Emily on Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> All exclaim. Jordan eyes the newbie suspiciously. This is Susanna, Stephanie, Miriam, and Jordan. They all say hi. Oh, hi. Um, and Miriam's mute. She's not being rude. No way. My brother's mute. <laughs> Miriam and Morgan mm-hmm. opens their mouth in shared excitement, but no sound comes out, obviously. Anyway, I wanted to let you know, but also if you guys want, I'm signing up for the fall play. They're doing rent, but instead of AIDS, it's homework. So, like, <laughs> they've got all lots of homework, and they're, like, dying from homework. Want to come? <laughs> yes. Interior auditorium continuous. Jordan stands on stage. Hi, I'm Jordan. I guess you could say I'm more of a dancer who can act, but anyway, yes, here you go. Graham s- sits in the front row and watches excitedly. <clears throat> How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore... Oh, Christ, not Hamilton. <laughs> the drama teacher stands with students by the entrance to the auditorium. Hey, auditions are next month. There's a sign-up sheet. Oh, well, thanks for the op. I can't believe I have to audition. What did you say? Nothing. I'll sign up. Thanks. Interior hallway continuous. <laughs> Jordan walks with Stephanie and Miriam by his side. You bagged us. No, made us learn the entire choreography to Finian's Rainbow, which of any musical you could have chosen was written in 1947 and centers around a leprechaun. And you're over the play. The revival had Cheyenne, and we were both on that train. And no, I wore this on fleek outfit today, and no one has said a thing. The male equivalent of Mean Girls won't give me a pissing glance, and now I have to wait a month to get cast in Rent. It's been like a Titanic and a half, and I'm still about as liked as a Kardashian news article. A Titanic and a half. I started measuring time in Titanics. It's a really long movie. (laughs) (laughs) They're outside the cafeteria. See that? I should be holding court over there, but frickin' Barbara Eden thinks he's Britney at Planet Hollywood. Sorry, bitch, you can't dance, and you're faking at least three quarters of whatever it is you think you're doing. (laughs) Brian passes them and catches Stephanie's eye. I care, but I I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) She wheels after him, passing Shelly. I see you. Roll along, Shelly. Roll along. (laughs) Jordan turns to Miriam for support, but she's gone. He looks and sees her, Susanna and Allie, chatting chatting it up with Morgan, and his worst fear has come true. And just like that. Gross Kid is standing next to him, picking his nose. He whips out his phone. Show them what they're missing. Show them what they're missing. He presses play, and boom, he starts a rehearsed routine. Shake, shake, shoulder, snap. Shake, shake, shoulder, snap. Yes! He's doing it. He's doing it. But the volume isn't loud enough, and no one notices him except for Brandon, who catches a glimpse through the cafeteria doors. Oh, my God. Look at this rock I took a picture of. Wow, you guys. Principal Love approaches and holds a hand out. Oh, come on. Jordan hands the phone over and walks away. End of act two. Interior school bathroom continuous. Jordan washes his hands. He covers his face with paper towels, mimicking Brandon's niqab, and he notices his outfit. He picks up his shirt, revealing his rolls of fat. He hears the door open and lowers his shirt, and it's Brandon. Smirking, Brandon takes off his niqab, revealing trendy dyed hair. Jordan watches him pat his face with a wet towel. Nice dance. I'm Jordan, by the way. Though you may already know me from my YouTube channel. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Brandon, though you may already know me because I exist. <laughs> Jordan thinks of a comeback. Oh, I know you exist because I can see you. Oh, good, because I can definitely see you, Husky. He smiles with venom in his eyes. Jordan is about to respond, but stops and walks out. Exterior, University of Maryland parking lot afternoon. Debbie walks to her car. She spots Toby two cars away, and they share a smile. Have a good day. You too. Uh, I'm Debbie, by the way. Toby. I just, um, I just want to say how I, I heard this is your fourth master's. <laughs> so inspiring. Thank you. I, I barely mustered the strength to start my first. Well, congratulations. Uh, looks like it'll be an interesting two years, right? Oh, my gosh. Mr. Matlaff? <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> they share a laugh. You know, I'm, I'm part of a study group. It's, it's nothing intense, just a bunch of middle-aged people trying to maximize their potential. Uh, be parents, do carpool, make dinner, get to Zumba on time. You, you get the idea. Oh, sounds like me. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's very sweet. Toby waves, and Debbie smiles. She just got invited to the Cool Kids Club, and it was way easier than she thought. Interior coffee shop, same time. Sid sits at a table with a weekly planner. Pickle, pickle, pickle. He crosses out his upcoming appointments, and he skims through the pages, and they're empty. He closes the book. Oi, what am I going to do? I haven't had a client in months. I've got the mortgage, car payments, Debbie's tuition. He looks for answers from his audience, a four-year-old drinking a frappuccino. (laughs) Dylan, come. We don't know that man. Dylan hugs Sid's leg and waves goodbye. Sid sadly waves back. Interior school hallway, same time. Jordan passes Stephanie rolling to class. Hey. He ignores her. Hello. Stephanie spins around and rolls after him. Hello. She jumps out of the wheelchair and runs. God is good. No, shut up, Grace. Are you okay? Fine, 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 fine. Because people who repeat fine five times are just dandy. I'm frustrated, all right? This was supposed to be my day, and it's not really turning out that way. I'm Blubber Boy Jordan all over again. Stupid green blob. Oh my god, no. I look like the blob, like the actual green blob from the movie. <laughs> Some place to be, guys? Sorry. I was just going to class. I was going to lie and say something about my period, but I'm being a supportive friend. Uh, <laughs> it's lovely to meet you, by the way. I'm Stephanie. Nice to meet you, Stephanie. Listen, don't let me catch you again. Thanks. If you want, I can set up a lunch bunch with the guidance counselor so, you know, you can deal with whatever it is you're dealing with. We take mental health very seriously. A crying student walks up to Principal Love. Principal Love, I'm still just so sad and I don't know why. Right, because your depression. Go back to class. Crying student leaves. Well, crying. So, how about it? I'm fine. Fine, 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 fine. He walks away. The despondency is palpable. Go to class, Stephanie. (laughs) Exterior Churchill track afternoon. Jordan sits on the bleachers watching Fricana on Snapchat. Dive into a life of color. Take a chance on that rainbow. She falls into a ball pit. He's nobody you know. Jordan sighs, and he's sitting next side by side with Grams. I told you, this was too much green. Subtly, darling. Colors are precious, but just use them wisely. (laughs) Jordan, I promise in ten years, five even... Okay, maybe 10, because I hear his family has money. But by then, I promise this Brandon will be yesterday's news. But for once, I want to be in today's news. And I, all of this, this is so in right now. I don't get it. Hey. Aaron Salzman, 14, enters. Grams is gone. And Jordan is smitten. Do you uh, mind if I sit while you film yourself? Oh, I I wasn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. Thanks. Aaron sits in the row in front of Jordan. 
Love this. What? Your hair. It's so Jake Gyllenhaal. Who? Did you just say who? Aaron puts his face in his hands. Are you okay? I'm, I'm just not used to this many people. Yeah, high school blows for serious plus majority. Like, where did it come Where did it come from? All like, hello, you're a slut. Uh, huh? Sorry, sometimes I see things I don't understand. Uh, I just moved here from Kansas City, and it, it's just a lot to take in. <gasps> Toto Magotos. That was a, a line Wizard from... Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I get it. There were 30 people in my middle school, and now they're like... 30 different clubs, including a poop emoji society. It, wh- why do we need this? Well, let me be part of the welcoming committee. Do you prefer apple or blueberry pie? <laughs> Thanks. I'm Jordan, by the way. Aaron. Dive into life of color. Take a chance on the rainbow. Fricana just snapped that. You keep saying words I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to... Mama needs to teach you life. <laughs> Fricana is a pop star who inspires like everybody. She's my idol, and I'm going to be her when I graduate. Like, not like surgically, but, you know, like her. Do you really not know who Jake Gyllenhaal is? Is it bad that I don't? No, just fascinating. I take it you know a lot of people here. Not really. And the ones I do know are now gone and literally dying from homework. <laughs> you just seem really confident is what I mean. Well, Thanks. I mean, stop. Mm-hmm. They share a smile. Exterior Jordan's home afternoon. De- Debbie exits the car, humming and carrying groceries. Interior Jordan's home continuous. Hello. She walks into the kitchen, and Sid lays under the table. Hi, sweetie. Oh, if you're going to lay under the table, just remember I use that stuff you're allergic to to clean the floor. I can't wait to tell you about today. <laughs> I had... Um... She can't contain herself and gets on the floor next to him. Okay, today was amazing. I'm learning so many amazing things already. It's interesting, and I just know I'm going to be helping so many people. I haven't felt like this in years. <laughs> and I made friends. Oh, Bridget and Toby. Well, maybe Toby. She's one of the cool kids. Uh, she's on her fourth master's. Did you realize that people do that? And Bridget is so nice. And my teacher, he's he's kind of weird, but in like one of those weird professor types, you know? Oh, and what's Zumba? And should I be worried? Because I think I'm going to have to be doing it a lot. <laughs> I lost Tanim in Oppenheim. Oh, no. Honey. The life coach has no life. Oh, stop. You're being dramatic. You have other clients? No response. Said? It's been a dry couple months. A couple of months? What have you been doing? Looking for clients, also Facebook. Oh, what about the mortgage? What about car payments? My tuition? Sid, why didn't you say anything? I'm home. I was ashamed. <laughs> Jordan enters. Um, is this like something you guys do? Well, your father is just letting us know he hasn't made any money in the past two months. <laughs> Jordan gets on the floor with them. How was your day? Fine. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Well, I had a terrific day, but I guess I have to drop out of school or... No, you are not dropping out. All this is is a hurdle. I'm figuring out it's just taking time. I don't want to tell you because I know you believe in me and I think we're this, and you think I'm this really cool guy who took a risk and it all worked out. What did you always say? If J.K. Rowling had stopped writing after 12 rejections, I never would have learned how to play Quidditch. <laughs> You're the one who inspired me to go back to school. You always told Jordan to believe in himself. Mom! Oh my God! I'm going to keep referring to you as a boy unless you tell me you're transitioning. Are you transitioning? No. Okay, then. (laughs) Sid, listen. We're the last people you should be embarrassed in front of. And guess what? I still believe in you. Though we're going to have to be a basic, let's share relevant, we're going to have to have a basic, let's share relevant information talk. (laughs) We'll handle this later, okay? Now get the brooms, and I'll meet you outside. Thanks, sweetie. They kiss, and he exits. I'll get dinner ready in a couple hours. 
Sounds good. Hey, you. I can tell something's off, but day one is done. That's what outside is mud blood. Two is brand new. What did I say about that word in this house? <laughs> Jordan looks up and smiles. He's got an amazing family. Interior Jordan's bedroom the next morning. Jordan sits on the bed filming another episode of Jordan Yes. All right. Day 1051. Welcome, welcome back, lovelies. Minor setbacks were had. A few derailments on the first day of school were had, I admit. But even Beyonce has her off days. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Hashtag not sorry. I would never. But in all seriousness, I've realized things in life are a little more, how shall we say, complicated. So back to the start. Back to square one. Exterior Churchill High School later that morning. Jordan struts toward the school in slow-mo wearing a mink as the voiceover continues. <laughs> I'm going to have to be a little more prepared because it's my time. This is my life and this husky is going full wolf. Interior Jordan's bedroom morning. Sweetheart, let's take the drama down just a tad. Poise, it's not good to blow your load all at once. <laughs> right. So, ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin's, Chaz's, Bjork's, remember... High school is four years, and I've just begun. And if you'll excuse this freshman, if you can't handle the freshy fresh... Exterior Churchill High School later that morning, Jordan whips open the doors dramatically. Move out of the way. Interior Jordan's bedroom morning. Close on Jordan's face, determined, hopeful, and ready for whatever comes next. End of show! Ladies and gentlemen, that was the pilot script to Husky, and we are going to be speaking to this pilot's writer, Ronnie L. Turner, after a break. So we're going to take five, ten minutes for you live viewers. For those listening, we'll see you in just a second. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we are so lucky to have Roniel Tesler on the phone. Roniel, first, I have to apologize because I called you Roniel at the top of the show. Um, you realize that you're certainly not the first person to ever do that. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a very, you're very... special. I'm not, yeah, exactly. It's a very you unique are, name. Right. I'm going to call you Roni, though, because you said that's fine, right? And I love nicknames. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, Roni, first of all, thank you so much for letting us bring this script on air. It's such a fun pilot. You guys were amazing. I was I was having the best time of my life listening to you. <laughs> you all were fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And the Rihanna it's... song is on point. Isn't it? <laughs> lit? I know. It's so I've been. If you want to call me Rihanna, we'll do it. But yeah. Awesome. I love it. Um, this script is so silly. I, I kind of want to talk to you about sort of your voice as a writer and just injecting silliness into a comedy because I love like Michael Schur and just. A good kind of lighthearted, silly comedy is something I really enjoy. So can, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, sure. I mean, as far as the silliness goes, what I wanted to do with this script is um, relate to teenagers and to talk about their insecurities and these really important years of finding yourselves, but also poking fun at a post-glee world that we live in where we're being told by a lot of a lot of these pop stars who I want to say that I love as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people are confused or they think that they have to be uh, absurd in order to be liked because our some of our 
the people that we look up to are just saying, like, do whatever you want to be yourself. And while I agree with that, I think it's important that people take a step back and think, am I actually like this? Am I actually supposed to wear that or talk like that or dress like that? Or is it just a society that's telling me that this is cool now? And so I wanted to bring hmm. all of that to an absurd degree um, in the, with all the topics that, that um, I wrote about. Um, but I just thought it would be fun to take all the things that I was thinking and kind of like magnify them and blow them up and exaggerate to just a really fun, silly, silly degree. That's a really interesting kind of thesis to explore, um, because there has sort of been this interesting appropriation of fringe groups becoming ma- like majority groups. Like I think right now it's very cool to be a nerd, which is something that probably what didn't exist in the last twenty years. Um, do you mm-hmm. think there's been sort of almost an appropriation of fringe culture, and do you think it's problematic? It's just it's such an interesting topic to tackle. Yeah, um, I don't think there's been an appropriation of fringe culture. I think, I think people are, people want to be liked, especially in 2017, we want to be liked so badly. And so people do unconsciously, they just do things subconsciously. They just do things to be liked. And I think that um, whether it is being more a bigger nerd or even the people who do Comic-Con, I mean, like don't overanalyze it, but, you look at yourself and say, am I actually this person or am I doing it because all of my friends are doing it? Um, so while I don't think it's, it's I, that word is a tricky word to use, especially now. Um, but I, but I do want people to, to just, like I said, take a step back and evaluate them about evaluate their choices and, and, re, and realize why they're doing something hmm. and to truly be themselves are they truly being themselves or are they just pretending to be them to be a version of themselves so that other people are, are telling them to be as well? Does that extend to the pronoun conversation or are you just talking about outfit choice and music and things like that? Everything, everything. Um, the same thing. You know, I, I was poking fun a little bit about that. I mean, I obviously think it's a very serious discussion, um, but I wanted to have a lighthearted take on that as well but it does cover music clothing um whatever it might be yeah were you nervous to write that scene i mean like i would think that in today's day and age trying to take a satirical look at the conversation around you know trans issues or gender identity issues would be sort of risky territory a little bit how, how did you approach you know go ahead yeah yeah it well it's funny because i wrote it before politics changed a little bit i finished this in a during the obama administration um and it was a little bit easier maybe and a little bit more comfortable to write about certain things um now certain things are like different i would say um and you look at them and um just in a little bit of a different light i wasn't scared to write about it because i just I, I, my intention was not, my intention was just to poke fun at everything that yeah. makes everyone um, and not to like harp on one thing. And I think we all can like take a step, step back and laugh a little bit about certain things and to the degree that we could let things exaggerate um, in our own lives. But um, I wasn't scared. I don't know. I was, I was just having fun with it. I wasn't scared to write it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if I was really scared to write something, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. 
That's an interesting point. So, um, so Jordan is the central character, obviously, of this script. It really is his show. Can you talk about sort of your inspiration for Jordan specifically and maybe your process writing him? Sure. Um, I was a chubby kid, and I think that – and, and the, like one of the worst memories I have is going suit shopping with my dad and him yelling out to the store clerk, where's the husky section? Where's the husky section? <laughs> And I was mortified, like just mortified. And that word became such a trigger for me. Hmm. And um, I wanted to reclaim that word. I think words are very, very important um, and, and very triggering. And, and it's important to use the right words um, and for other people or talking about it because you don't know what triggers someone else. Um, so I wanted to take that word specifically and reclaim it and be that chubby kid because the other people that I've spoken to who were when they're youth like thinking about body image they're still affected by it even if they are in much better shape or healthier they still think of themselves in a specific way whether a boy or girl um and I also again there were a few people that um I felt like were taking the be yourself to an extreme and while I'm all for the Be Yourself movement, I wanted to just take, the, take them aside and say, like, are you really, really being yourself or are you doing it because someone's telling you to do this? Hmm. Um, but I wanted to also write it from his point of view because they seem confident, but I wanted to connect with that kind of person and see what might make them confident on, on the outside and also show their insecurities. That person, I think that I wrote the main character can often be looked at as a laugh, um, as a supporting character or, um, not, or, or just kind of dismissed as annoying or, uh, just like, yeah, just like annoying. And I wanted to show what was underneath that to mm-hmm. give some heart and, and, and likability to him as well. Sort of forcing audiences to reckon with who are normally the supporting characters in these teen comedies, mm-hmm. thrusting the mm-hmm, gay best mm-hmm, friend mm-hmm. into the spotlight yeah, yes. I think I think it's even a, the parents, a bold choice. Even the parents too, you know, like yeah. the parents are also supporting characters, and it was important for me because, you know, in today, I, the, so many people are starting over in their adult lives, in many jobs, and leaving one career to the next career, and um, I wanted to give them a voice as well and talk about fitting in. I mean, everyone is trying to fit in, um, whether it was the parents or the kids, and I wanted to get both of those aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you were writing Jordan, quick question: um, Were you worried about writing him too stereotypical um, or offensive? And I understand that nowadays, you know, people get offended by the littlest things. But did that ever cross your mind when you wrote it and said, "Hey, maybe I should tone some of these things down"? No, because I know I know people who like who are like that in my own life. My friends, some of my friends are like that, and it's funny, and they. People, t- I mean, I could talk like that, but it depends on the setting. We talk about group speak when you're with certain groups of people and how you change your tone in order to fit in subconsciously mm-hmm. in these kinds of ways. Um, but no, I wanted to write that because those people, ex- people talk like that yeah. sometimes. And I wanted to explore that character. And again, not dismiss that person as an annoying or, I don't know, just bothersome person, but if we're able to stay with that person who we might think talk stereotypically or whatever and look at them in the quiet moments when they're alone, we can maybe understand them a little better. And then our perception of that stereotype changes because we see a fuller picture. Hmm. 
I don't know if this is um, something that you have thought about or if you have a Bible for this or something I'm assuming you do. But when he does finally make um, kind of a connection with Aaron, is that a relationship we are thinking about moving forward or a friendship or what was the intention behind that? The intention behind that scene is, I mean, I guess it is certainly a, a relationship, but a relationship that is probably a bit different for Aaron than it is for Jordan. Um, I think I want to tackle first loves and high school love and heartbreak in like it wouldn't be in the first season. And that's setting up that and, and the expectations and the relationships that we have in high school that can be confusing. And so I don't want to maybe give too much away, but um, totally. yes, a relationship, but, but probably meaning something different for Aaron and something different for Jordan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, there was um, <clears throat> there. I don't know if you watch Riverdale, but I watch Riverdale, mm-hmm. and they kind of tackle that a little bit about like what it's like to be a gay man in high school, going through relationships, and how it's a little different. And I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say how they handled it was like the best, but they address that you know the experience for I can't think of his name right now, but the the gay character on the show, Betty and Veronica's best guy friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. He's kind of that stereotype with the gay best <laughs> friend. Gay best friend. Uh, is is different, and they kind of explored it, and I thought it was nice that they did it, but then they immediately kind of like just threw it away uh, at the next mm-hmm. episode. And so I I have a, an appreciation for kind of I think sometimes like even with like the whole uh, trans conversation between Jordan and his mom, like a lot of those times in real life those things aren't handled tactfully like we'd like like, like would like to anticipate it. Mm. And so I kind of appreciate that uh, Jordan is kind of not handled with that kind of I don't want to say political correct sensitivity. No. Yeah, like yeah, like it's it's a little bit more realistic to like what people will go through or like how people will actually respond. Like, I remember sitting my mom down and having a conversation about Caitlyn Jenner and being like, "No, this is what's going on," and and her just kind of being like, "But he's," and I was like, "No, okay, but he was." And I was like, "Well, yes," and so just kind of <laughs> <laughs> like uh, just kind of ex- exploring like what it's like to actually be the a gay person in America and a gay teen, it's nice to see that because you just, mm-hmm. it is often just like the gay best friend or the sideline character. And so, and there are those stereotypes that like my, my gay best friend in high school, he would code switch mm-hmm. every, all the time. We'd go yeah. to a gay club with him. He'd be a completely different person. And so I, I appreciate that. Kevin Keller, by the way. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> it's probably like something, yeah. it's really hot in here, you guys, but it's probably something like SS or, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see this living, Ronia? It's a great question. I thought about that constantly as I was writing it. Um, certain tweaks would be have to make. You know, the truth is, when I, it's so funny. I watched the Real O'Neills when it was on, um, and I absolutely love that show. It's the show that I wish I had written. Every time I watched it, it was. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. Um, they did such a good job, and it came out. I had written this and then it came out and I was like, oh man, this is like, there's so many similarities, but I loved it. I think it's, I'm so sad it's gone. Mm. Um, So tweaking it a little bit, it could potentially live on a, you know, a major network, but Mm. the way that it's written and the the things that I probably want to push and like the exaggerations of certain things um, I understand might be, I don't know. It might not be for everyone. So then it becomes more of a streaming kind of uh, beast. But um, mm-hmm. 
It's it interesting. Depends and, and yeah, well, yeah. I was just, I hope I didn't cut you off, but there are more opportunities no, no, no. for some other teen shows. Like, I'm thinking Freeform is doing a lot of interesting stuff mm-hmm. right now. They have a show called The Bold Type that I actually watched a couple episodes of a couple weeks ago, and that's a very, very fresh and honest, I think, portrayal of adolescence. And um, I also think MTV does some of the scripted mm-hmm. stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, like, there are some interesting cable options for a show like this, too. And I do think people are hungry for reinventions of the high school show because mm-hmm. we all love the high school show. I mean, every generation has their classics. And, I, I mean, right, we do have Riverdale right now. But I, I think there's always room for another fresh take on the high school comedy. So Or even Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, the truth is, yeah, CW does a great job yeah. um, with lots of different shows and also showing... So many different perspectives. Some of my favorite shows right now are on CW, Jane the Virgin, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, uh, all the superhero shows. They do a fantastic job with that. Like you said, Freeform and MTV, certainly. Yeah, those are definitely things that I have also thought about. I could kind of see a show like this actually being paired with a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I think both of those shows are interested in broadening the conversation around stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. Yeah, Rachel Bloom does a phenomenal job at that. She's a yeah. genius, yeah. I was actually going to ask you if you ever saw this as an animated series. And if mm-hmm. you did or did not, I'm wondering if maybe making it animated would take away the real sense of the situations that you're trying to cover. Hmm. I, I think you're right. You know, so you said that, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I wanna I want to bring... I don't know. That's a great question. I'll have to think about that. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Because I just think of like streaming on Netflix and stuff like that. We have Big Mouth and mm-hmm. like all these other shows that are, you know, taking um, over in, you know, the animated field. And I was reading this and I saw it as an animated. Um, but then I looked at it afterwards while we were talking and I was like, hmm, maybe animated would take away. Because this is like, like Adrian said, like it's nice to see a gay character in the mm-hmm. lead and not really fitting the norms of a lead character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm worried that animated might take away from that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you can push the mm-hmm. boundaries a little bit more if it was animated. I, I mean, mm-hmm. that's up to you. I What's just great curious. about animated, too, is that then Tim can be 14. That's very true. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's my subconscious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Truth. <laughs> you guys, honestly, speaking of that, you've all read so... So fantastically, I, I was you. just grinning from ear to ear. You were perfect. Mm-hmm. Every one of you was perfect. Thank so, you so thank much, Roniel. It's our pleasure, and it, you know, it's we want to service good writing with good performances, and I, I do feel so lucky just being surrounded by so many talented actors. So good, I agree. Good show today, guys. Thank you, <laughs> um, Andrew. I'm going to steal your question right now. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing Andrew always asks is um, just having heard it read aloud. I don't know if you've had this table read yet, but is there anything that stuck out to you either in a way that you were positively surprised or something where you thought maybe I would go back and change a couple things on another draft? I was positively surprised to be excited for what comes next and to see what he's going to do. Because when I first wrote it, um, I thought, you know, I think, and I look back at it a little bit later, I wanted to, I wanted to potentially write a more clear objective for him. Being popular is a pretty broad one. Uh, being well-liked is pretty broad. And so I thought maybe this needs just something very specific. And then reading it out loud, I was, I was, I was more okay with the lack of a very specific objective um, and I was just more really just um, tickled by like just everyone, all the characters, and excited to see where it where it would go. Great. Um, 
Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to ask before you asked that great button of a question. Uh, <laughs> what's the deal with the relationship with the grandma? Why does why does he see his dead grandmother? Uh, I love it. I'm just curious. Like, are you making a comment on uh, mental illness, or are you just there's her memory just in his mind? Like, what what's the deal there? That's really funny. Um, <laughs> started with just wouldn't that be really fun? Yeah. Um, so it started from that place. And I wanted to bring someone who has true clarity. If I think if you're like deceased, you, you see the world and the way it was in a way that not many other people can. And you have a reassurance. And I think Jordan is so confident. And his parents, what I love, I wanted to write parents who are supportive mm-hmm. and who were kind and who really tried to be there for them and each other. But also, I think you might need someone in, when you're alone and by yourself and you don't have other people around. The person he connects to um, is someone. And I want to develop Graham's a little bit more through the, other, through the episodes and his relationship to her and maybe explore why he's talking to her and whether he's actually talking to her, whether it's in dreams or not. Um, but it was, it was just a, a voice that he could have of, of support and sympathy. And she comes in the moments where he really doubts himself because even in front of his parents, I think he's trying to hold up a certain kind of confidence. I think to me, it's kind of a reinvention of like the fairy godmother, mm-hmm. which is like, I think very mm-hmm. amusing. I really enjoyed the character of the grandma. I think he's gay from space is one of my favorite lines <laughs> that we've read on this show. So very funny. Um, well, Roniel, I, Roniel, I cannot thank you enough for coming to the show. I have to apologize again about mispronouncing your name, but it's, um, I love the script. And that being said, if folks want to find you to snatch this thing up, where would be the best place to reach you? Um, good question. I love the gram. Uh, yes. So I am, my name is Roni. So my handle is without me, it's Macca because macaroni so um <laughs> my handle is with with i had a t-shirt once that said without me it's also because awesome without me is just also but i really realized that it's actually macaroni so um without me it's maca on instagram or on twitter it's r tesler r-t-e-s-s-l-e-r or i guess that's it yeah great awesome um, do you have any questions for us before we go roni no, I was just so happy to meet you all. You guys were fantastic today, and I loved watching you read it, and um, this has been such a pleasure, so thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. We go live every Friday at 10 a.m., and we have a podcast as well, so tell your friends. Yes. <laughs> I will, I will, I will. Especially right. the writer ones. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, Roni, thank you so much. We'll, we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I Thank, really you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Unproduced Table Read. Today we read Husky, written by Roniel Turner. If you like today's read, I, I do think I would recommend Hot Geek, which is a episode I think that we read about three and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. I think it similarly sort of explores the tropes of a high school comedy. We also have another pilot that we ran very early in our run called Locals Only that I think is a, mm-hmm. another interesting <laughs> interpretation of adolescent times <laughs> i also i'm glad you mentioned big mouth tim because that's a show that i'm loving on netflix and i just want to promote that show <laughs> i think it's very good and i'm not sure a lot of people have watched it but um check out it's big mouth season two. Oh, it's yeah. renewed great okay. then i don't need to keep promoting it but check out that show it's great um finally guys these scripts came to us heavily discounted from ara printing it's in burbank on magnolia boulevard boulevard they're wonderful boulevard. and inexpensive and i highly recommend you go again that's ara printing in Burbank. And um, we're actually dark 
next week, you guys, but the following week we will be reading a feature. I'm going to say it's Thanksgiving-themed because it's actually all about um, a very important figure. It's a biopic about an important figure in the world of nutrition who, like, kind of takes up the cause of forcing the FDA to acknowledge the additives in their food. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's... Mm -hmm. I know that sounds kind of like it might be sort of a boring educational script. It's really fascinating. It's very fascinating. (laughs) And Thanksgiving has a lot of food, so that's the reason I'm justifying timing it the way that I am. But guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Um, Thanks for tuning in every week. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us. Let us know in the comments. You can pitch me scripts. We love engaging with you guys. And I have some amazing friends that I would love to see us out as well. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. I am Timothy Mike. See you guys later. It's Mike Kalinowski at Mike Kalinowski. I'm Adrian Snow. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on Sunday on AfterBuzz for Outlander. I'm Andrew Guy. You can find me everywhere online at Andrew Guy. And I'm Roxy Stryer. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. Guys, thanks for being here, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye, guys. Welcome to the Pop... Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.